Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you once again about practical issues related to ministry leadership. Well, as we begin a new year together, we start this first podcast of 2023. And in just a moment, I'm going to be speaking to you on the theme of leadership as stewardship. But before we do that, I want to apologize again for my voice. I've been battling this allergy or whatever it is for some time now, and it causes me to uh, have a really deep, gravelly voice and also uh, coughing uh, frequently. So the editors are going to try to keep this podcast clean today, but I'll do my best to make it through without being too much of a distraction. The concept of leadership as stewardship is actually grounded for me in one verse of Scripture, which has been very important to me over the years. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, Paul is writing his testimonial, and he says, But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. The key phrase in that verse for me is, The ministry I received. A number of years ago, I heard a person speaking on this passage of Scripture, and he said, we must always remember that our ministry is more received than achieved. Now, that phrase stuck with me. Our ministry is more received than achieved, meaning that our ministry is something that we have received from God. The opportunity is something that we have received from God. And whatever we achieve in that context is only in the context of what we have first received. And so for a number of years, I've asked God to help me maintain a perspective of doing a received, not an achieved ministry. This has helped me in so many ways to maintain my perspective on who I am, on what I do, and my overall role in God's kingdom. Now, this idea of a received ministry really is foundational to understanding leadership as stewardship. We are stewards, not owners. We are stewards of the leadership roles we have received. Stewards. Now, when we think of stewardship, we often think of finances, and we think of the principles that undergird teaching about financial stewardship. First of all, we teach people that a steward is someone who maximizes their opportunity for the benefit of the owner. A steward recognizes that he or she does not own what they possess, but instead manage it, care for it, maximize its use for the benefit of the owner. Now, in our context of the podcast today, Our leadership roles are the stewardship God has given us. He owns them. They belong to him. And we have the opportunity to receive, use, and maximize the leadership responsibility that we've been given for the benefit of the owner. And then we also know that stewards minimize their role in the relationship and in the work that results from that relationship. Stewards focus more on owners. Stewards focus more on the originators. Stewards don't focus so much on what they're doing, but instead on the needs, the outcomes, the goals of the owner. 
So when I say that we are stewards, not owners of our leadership role, I mean that we have received these leadership roles from God. They belong to him. And we are to use those leadership roles, not for our own benefit, but primarily for the benefit of God and his kingdom. And in the context of doing that, we don't magnify our role as stewards. In fact, we minimize our role as stewards and we maximize the focus on God as the owner of all things, including of our leadership roles. Now, let me give you on the podcast today some evidence that you have a steward's perspective on your role, a couple of danger signs that you can note that will help you to understand if you're drifting in this regard, and then finally some affirmations that really help me to maintain my perspective on leadership as stewardship. First, some evidence of a steward's perspective on leadership. The first one is we value our leadership role more than being in our leadership role. Or you might say it this way, we value the pastorate more than we value being pastor. I, for example, value the presidency more than being president. Now, this is a perspective that helps me to maintain my leadership as stewardship point of view. When I think of the presidency of Gateway Seminary, I don't identify it immediately with me. I think of it much broader than that, much larger than that. The presidency is something that is bigger than my presidency. You know, one of the cool things we have here at the seminary is this hallway, which has seven photographs hanging in it, and it is the seven pictures of the men who have served as president of Gateway since 1944. When we created that wall here in our facility, I made sure that there were actually eight places designed to hold a photograph of a president. Why? Because I know that I'm not the last president. I'm just the current president. And because I value the presidency more than being president, I wanted to create a place where someday I'll move down the line and a new president's photograph will be taken and he'll be placed on the wall in a place of honor. Why? Because in that role, or in, in doing those actions, I was able to portray in a physical way my value of the presidency over my being president. So one perspective that really helps me uh, to maintain this leadership as stewardship point of view is to value my role more than my occupation of that role. A second thing is that we have evidence of a steward's perspective when we invest in making the next person in our role successful. Now, when you're in a leadership role, whether you're a pastor or president or something else, it's really easy to make it all about you and all about right now. And in doing that, you're really drifting over into my leadership is something that I'm here to do and that I'm here to achieve, and it's all about me. But instead, leadership is about God, and it's about his kingdom. And our work is received from him, including both the ability and the opportunity to do the leadership he has assigned. We invest then in making the next president successful as one way of reminding ourselves that 
the role that we have is more important than our being in the role. For example, uh, here at Gateway, one of the things that I do is help uh, challenge people to develop estate plans. Uh, People will write wills and develop trusts and other kinds of uh, vehicles to leave money for the future of the seminary. Now, the fact of the matter is, most of the people that I have done these agreements uh, with or encouraged to do these agreements on behalf of the seminary will never leave any money to the seminary in my lifetime, and certainly not in my years of service time here as president. They're going to give money to Gateway as a part of their estate plan in 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years. In fact, I jokingly say I'm doing a lot of work to make make the next president's job a lot easier. But why would I do that? Because, again, I believe leadership is stewardship. I'm responsible to steward something that God has allowed me to lead, but it's not all about me. And so, therefore, I'm responsible to do everything I can to build momentum that's going to be sustaining for the next president and even the one after him and maybe even the one after him. So when we invest in making the next person successful, we are uh, demonstrating that leadership is stewardship. And I'll talk about this more later in the podcast, but another way we invest in making the next president or the next pastor successful is in how we manage the transition when we step out of an organization or out of a responsibility and someone comes to take our place. If it's all about you, you're going to resist doing that. In fact, if it's all about you, you're going to undermine and hold on to and otherwise limit the new person who's coming in to take your, take your place. But if you believe leadership is stewardship, and this leadership role I've been given, this office, this title, this responsibility, it's something that God has shared with me. I hold on to it for just a little while as the steward, but I am not the owner. Sooner or later, I'm going to relinquish this to the next person that God brings into this role and causes to have the same stewardship. And when they come into the role, I'm going to do everything I can to make them successful. So when we invest in making the next person successful, we're demonstrating that we understand leadership is stewardship. And then uh, another part of this that I've already alluded to is we do this uh, leadership as stewardship perspective well when we view the transition uh, to a new leader as our ultimate achievement. You know, it's easy to sit back and speak of our achievements and list out the things we've done and leave this one off when really this is our most important achievement. The most important thing we can do is at some point transition ourselves out and bring another person into leadership to help uh, the organization go forward with continuity, with strength, without disruption, etc. Now, that is a significant leadership responsibility and it's a good indicator, a good evidence that you understand leadership is stewardship because you are not holding on possessively to your position. You are instead working hard to transition it because you know that successful transition means the organization will stay strong, the office that you're vacating will remain strong, and that the momentum that you've helped to put into place will be sustained as new vision catches fire in the organization for the future. So what's some evidence that you have a steward's perspective on leadership? Well, when you value your leadership role more than the leadership role itself being fulfilled by you, when you invest in making the next person in your role successful and you do things to build that mysterious 
maybe even secretive uh, part of life that you don't have any idea who will come after you. But nevertheless, you are working to invest in making that next person successful. And then finally, when you view transition as your ultimate achievement, this is another good indication that you do understand leadership as stewardship. Now, having said those things, let's turn our attention now to a couple of danger signs. A couple of danger signs that help you to understand that you've lost this perspective and you need to work hard to regain it again. The first thing I would say is when you view your role as the most important and the most essential to the institution, you are running some risk of making it all about you and forgetting that you are there to serve the mission of the organization, not for the mission or the organization to serve you. So we, when, for example, in my case, if I view my presidency as the most important or essential for the institution, I'm going to hold on to it possessively. I'm going to try to stay in it as long as I can because I've just said I'm integral. If I'm not here, nothing can be done. No success can be achieved. No, it, it, it all ends with me. Well, if that's my attitude, then I do not have a perspective on leadership as stewardship. And in fact, I have become so possessive and so folk, uh, myopically self-focused and so narcissistic that I'm actually doing damage to myself and to the leadership role that I have. And then here's another one. When we feel entitled or grow accustomed to the perks of our position, we are in a danger zone of losing sight of how we got the job and how it belongs to God and how we're supposed to serve him in that context. When we feel entitled and grow accustomed to the perks of the presidency, it's a real sign that we have lost perspective on leadership as stewardship. I think about one of the funniest stories I've ever heard about this. A number of years ago, I was able to go to a meeting and I heard uh, former President Bush and his wife Barbara spe speaking about their time in the White House and then their transition out of the presidency. Well, just like all former presidents, eventually they had to leave the White House. So uh, they got on a plane and went to Houston and set up housekeeping for the, for the first time in many years as private citizens. Well, when they arrived in Houston, the first morning, Barbara woke up and she lay there in bed quietly. She could tell George was awake and she knew that he was waiting. What was he waiting for? Well, when they were in the White House, when President Bush would wake up, he would roll over and he would push a button on a bedside table. And 60 seconds later, a steward would walk through the door with coffee, um, warm breakfast items, and the morning briefing book for him to read. And he would sit in bed and he would read, drink his coffee and he would eat a breakfast snack and he would read through that briefing book and then he would get up, get ready for the day and go to that first meeting for the briefing and all that was going to unfold after that. Push a button on the side of the bed and a steward would walk in with hot coffee and breakfast uh, items. Well, when they got to Houston the first time, they're laying in bed together. Barbara's awake. She knows George is awake. He's not getting up. And finally she said, George, you might as well get up and make the coffee. I'm not making it, and nobody's bringing it. And it was a great moment of laughter in the room as he, she told this story, but it was also very telling because in that moment, in that moment, I realized how easy it is to grow accustomed to the perks of an office, whether it's pastor or president or something else, just those little things that people do to make our lives a little bit easier. 
It's easy to come accustomed to those things. And when you become accustomed to those things to such an extent that you feel like you're entitled to them, listen, friends, you have lost your perspective. You have lost your perspective on leadership as stewardship. And you have possessed your leadership role in an unhealthy way. And ultimately, you've sowed the seeds of your own unraveling. So here's what we've learned so far. Leadership is a stewardship. We receive it from God. It belongs to him. And we make the most of it for him, for his kingdom, and for his glory. When we do this, we remember that we are stewards, not owners of these leadership roles that God has given us. And because of that, we value the role more importantly than us being in the role. We value investing in making the next generation successful, and we value, we value transition, successful transition to new leadership as our ultimate leadership achievement. Now, having said all that, I've then pointed out uh, some danger signs to look out for. Be careful that you don't view the presidency, your presidency or your pastorate or your leadership role as the most important one for the organization. It's just the current one for the organization. And then beware that you don't feel entitled, that you don't grow accustomed to and think they belong to you, the perks of your leadership role. Now, in order to stay focused on the positive and to stay away from the negative, I have three affirmations that help me with maintaining my perspective on leadership as stewardship. Now, these affirmations are simply I am statements uh, that help me to understand my role, my, rela- my responsibility, and my relationship to my particular role as being president of a seminary. So let me talk about those three affirmations and help you understand how you could borrow them, personalize them to your personal situation and your leadership role, and in doing so, really strengthen your resolve that your leadership is stewardship. Number one, I am a temporary president. You might say it, I am a temporary pastor or any other leadership role that you want to drop into the blank. I am temporary. Now you may say, well, I'm not. I intend to stay for 30 years. Okay. And at the end of year 30, you will leave and someone else will come, and you will have proven that you are temporary. You're just a temp worker. That's what you are. Same with me. Now, that doesn't mean we're not important workers. doesn't mean we're not supposed to show up and work hard every day. doesn't mean that we can't get a lot done in the context of the temporary assignment that God has given us. But let's always remember this. We are temporary. We're transitional. That's the second affirmation for me. I am a transitional president. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that I received my responsibility as president from a good and godly man named Dr. William O. Cruz, and someday I'm going to pass that baton on to the next leadership uh, person who's going to come into this presidency. And in the handing of that, receiving of that baton, so to speak, from President Cruz, and passing it on to the next president, 
I recognize that I am transitional. You know, it's easy to think when we're the leader that we are the end game, that somehow it all culminates and stops with us. That's just simply not true. We are instead transitional leaders. We are always receiving from others and passing on to others. We are always doing that in small ways and sometimes in large ways throughout our ministries. But there definitely, definitely comes a time when we're going to be formally involved in transition. And perhaps this is the moment when people really prove out whether their ministry has been received or achieved and whether they see themselves as a steward in God's kingdom economy of leadership or they see themselves as the owner of a particular leadership position. You know, I've watched transitions in ministry organizations pretty closely over the years. I'm not ready to do it yet, but I'm getting closer and closer to one here at Gateway, and so I'm studying these things and paying attention to them and trying to learn how they were done well or in some cases done very poorly. And the hard reality is that a transition is as only effective as the person, as the outgoing person in the relationship wants it to be. In every case of which I'm aware, when leadership transition has gone badly, you can lay the responsibility at the feet of the person who was leaving. That's interesting. Not the person who's coming, but the person who's leaving. Because the person who's leaving is the one who has the authority, the power, if you will, the capacity to lead and influence the organization like no one else in that moment. And so... Leaders who are stewards say, well, I received this responsibility. I've held it for a while. Now it's time to transition to the next person. And I see the transition phase of my leadership as being vitally important and, in fact, perhaps revelatory of the most important work that I will do. Well, affirmations that help me. I'm a temporary president. I'm a transitional president. And then one more. I am a replaceable president. I'm replaceable. You know, when you start thinking that you're not replaceable, that you're the only one that can do the job and that if you're not there, things will all fall apart and that you've got to stay there forever. If, if anything good's going to happen, when you start thinking these thoughts and experiencing these temptations, you have lost your perspective on leadership as stewardship. You know, it's important to affirm I am replaceable. I think it's uh, Charles de Gaulle, the former French general during World War II, who is quoted as saying, the cemetery is full of indispensable men. Now think about that for a moment. The cemetery is full of indispensable men. It's so easy to think that we can't be replaced, that if we're not there, nothing good can happen, and if we leave, everything will fall apart. But the hard reality is we are all replaceable. And in fact, every one of us will be replaced. So I try to keep these three perspectives in mind. I'm a temporary president. I'm a transitional president. I'm a replaceable president. Now you might say, well, if that's your perspective, then doesn't that really devalue the role that you have or the work that you're doing? Absolutely not. 
it actually raises the value of the role that I have because I recognize that the role in which I'm serving actually is far more important than me serving in the role. And so it elevates the role to say that I'm temporary, transitional, replaceable, but the role is not. The role is significant. I'm just the one who gets to play the part right now of fulfilling that role. Let me take it out of this leadership context and put it in another context. When I do a wedding, I not only ask the bride and the groom to commit to each other, but I also, on a couple of different ways through the ceremony, invite the couple and the congregation to affirm not the marriage of these two people standing before them that day, but marriage itself as an institution to which we are all loyal, accountable, and supportive. That's what I'm saying here, is that our leadership role is separate from us as the leader in that role. And these affirmations really elevate the role. They don't devalue the role at all. But then you might say, but don't they make you less for having been in the role in these ways that you're describing? And again, the answer is no. Because I have received this responsibility from God. That elevates my part in the process. So the role is greater than me, but I'm still greatly responsible to fulfill the role because I have received the opportunity and the assignment from God. So leadership as stewardship does not diminish what we do, does not denigrate our involvement, but it does elevate the roles that we serve in even beyond ourselves as being in the role. Well, as we come closer to the end, leadership as stewardship. What I'm trying to say today is that as leaders, we have received our responsibility from God. We have received our title, our role, our office, if you will, from God. It belongs to him. And as stewards, We are responsible to maximize the opportunity that we've been given for God's benefit and to minimize our role in the relationship and magnify, maximize his. God has created leadership roles. They belong to him and he has invited us to participate in them, to be a part of them, to fulfill our tasks through them. But we just can't ever cross over the line to thinking we somehow possess the roles, we somehow are the ultimate fulfillment of the roles, that we're the last one who's ever going to have the job or the title or the position that we've been assigned, and that somehow it all rises and falls on us. Man, I would challenge you today, develop for this year a perspective that your ministry is more received than achieved. Stop trying to work up enough ministerial success to impress God and instead receive from God the work that he's assigned you. Recognize it is his, it belongs to him, and he will accomplish his purposes through you to do it. And then yield yourself to him for that process. One of the side benefits of focusing on my ministry as being more received than achieved has been the lessening 
of a performance-based, stress-producing perspective on the work I do every day. When I first started out in ministry leadership, I thought I had to perform up to a certain standard to earn God's love, gain His acceptance, and, 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 and enjoy His favor. Now, I've learned that I have to perform up to a certain level of expectation, not to get any of those things, but instead in response to God's grace and love extended to me that has invited me into his leadership process. You have a busy year ahead of you. I want it to be a year that is fulfilling and meaningful. I want it to be a year in which you receive the ministry God has given you and you set out to do it from that very healthy perspective. Leadership is a stewardship. Maximize all you've been given for God's benefit and the benefit of his kingdom. Do it this year as you lead on.